0: Welcome to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Casso, travel and brand photographer and the founder of Caitlin Casso Creations, where I share other women's stories through my photographs and now this podcast. Inspired by Her Story is a podcast dedicated to inspiring, motivating, encouraging, and empowering women to get out of their comfort zones and follow their dreams. Whether it's owning their own business, experiencing something new, or making a major life change, I want to encourage other women to follow their dreams and live their lives to the fullest. Throughout this podcast, I will be sharing my own stories and those of inspirational women with hopes to let souls connect and adventures to unwind. Follow along as I take you with me during my travels, experiences and encounters with these amazing women. Are you a business owner who's having a hard time attracting your ideal clients? Are you feeling overwhelmed and have no idea where to start when it comes to marketing? Are you tired of taking photos for your business with your cell phone? That's why I put together my brand strategy and photography program. This is for entrepreneurs who are ready to take their brands to the next level while attracting their sole clients. That's right, your sole clients. As a marketer and photographer, I help my clients find clarity within their brand, create strategic messaging, and help them represent their brands in the best light possible. This 12-week program does not just help you build your dream brand, but it also provides you with a whole collection of photos to support your marketing. So what are you waiting for? Let me help you feel confident in yourself and your brand. Head over to CaitlinCasso.com or send me an email at hello at and we'll get you started. Today on Inspired by Her Story is Catherine Smith. Catherine is a travel writer with a special interest in budget-friendly, quirky, and off-the-beaten-path travel. She works for USA Today's 10best.com and has been featured on NerdWallet, Forbes, and You Ought to Know, but her passion is herbagswerepacked.com where she focuses on helping women release emotional baggage through solo travel. During this episode, Catherine talks more about how she started getting out of her comfort zone by checking things off her bucket list.
1: So I made, I found like this bucket list i made in high school and I added things to it. And I said, I'm gonna try to do 52 bucket list items in 52 weeks. <laughs> and that was, so that was gonna be 2015. I launched sooner or not later on January 1st at midnight, had this whole big crazy list. And meanwhile, I was working part-time trying to like get out of debt and, and just work odd jobs and things, but I also was gonna to try to do all these crazy goals.
0: Her experience with solo traveling.
1: She said, you know, when you're going to take a big trip, you have to start with, it's, it's all one little step at a time. So step one, call the cab. Step two, get in the cab, go to the airport. Step three, go through security. Step four, get on the plane. Like you just take it one step at a time and each one of those little things feels scary. And you're like, oh, I'm doing this by myself. Ooh, like, oh, okay. I don't know how I feel about flying by myself. Oh, hey, that wasn't so bad. Okay, now, I, now I'm now i in my destination. I have to get a cab to my hotel. Oh, that's scary. What if they take me to the wrong place? Okay, let's just focus on getting in the cab. You, know, like you, you take it one step at a time and each time you go, oh, I just did that. Like, And then you get to build that courage and confidence in yourself. And then that gives you the courage and confidence for the next step.
0: And how she started a website helping women release emotional baggage through solo travel.
1: I don't just share my stories. It's important to me that there be stories from lots of different women, um, all different ages, all different backgrounds, all different races. I want to have lots of women sharing their experiences because in the beginning what i saw was people saying oh yeah like i get that you can do that but i'm not as brave as you
0: let's hear more about her journey welcome to the podcast Catherine.
1: Oh, thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on because as many of my listeners know, I love talking about traveling and that is a big topic that we're going to talk about today. And obviously traveling is a big thing that could be somebody like outside of someone's comfort zone. So I love talking to this topic. So I am really excited today. And if you can just give a little bit of an introduction as to who you are and what you do.
1: Okay. So yeah, um, and I'm excited to talk, I love talking travel with <laughs> everyone. Um, so I'm Catherine Smith. Um, I'm originally from Philadelphia. I live in Virginia now. And uh, I am in the travel industry. I am a travel writer. I do social media for some travel um, organizations. And I also have my own site, Her Bags Are Packed, which is a women's solo travel site with a spin. We focus on helping women release emotional baggage through solo travel. Um, And it is my total passion project. That's not an income for me right now. It's just my, my thing that I love. I love seeing women empowered and taking those risks on themselves and just investing in themselves um so that's my uh that's my current I think uh we'll get into it later I'm sure but you know there's the whole journey of how I got there and the things that I did before but
0: yeah (laughs) exactly which is so awesome and I love the idea behind her bags were packed and I can't wait we're going to definitely talk more into that after as well um but it's so awesome and so yeah let's you know jump right into your journey so I love asking people you know Tell me about your journey and how it is that you got to where you are today. Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, you know, gosh, we'll skip some of it, but as far as relevant, I went to school to be um, a teacher. And then shortly after that, decided that wasn't the path I was going to take and kind of took a couple different routes. And I always say it's, um, you know, so many people, they look at it and they're like, what do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? And we feel like we have to have this big picture answer and what I've learned from my experiences, because I was started school as a theater major. Then I switched to education. Then I taught, then I wasn't sure I wanted to teach. So I was a part-time assistant while I tried to figure out what was next. Then I worked in nonprofits slowly, slowly making my way. And what I say about that is whatever, um, whatever is sparking your interest in that moment, whatever is kind of speaking to you say yes to that because that thing is going to teach you about yourself. It's going to open doors. It's going to open your eyes to the things that you are or are not interested in. And then you can take the next step on that path. And it's kind of like those choose your own adventure books we had when we were kids, right? You're like, all right, I'm going to go to page one eighty five and see what I discover. And now I can either go here or there. And, um, you know, who would think I would end up here, but I'm so grateful that I ended up here. Um, but as far as how it happened more specifically, um, I was working in nonprofit. I was working as a, um, nutrition educator for kids and teen parents. And so I was still using my education background, but not in a traditional classroom setting anymore. And, um, This one specific week, this was February, 2014. um, I had this one week where a couple of things happened all at once. First, I kept running into, it was a Sunday morning and three people I saw said to me, how was your week? And I like within like a half hour, three different people asked. And I said, it was good. I don't remember what I did, but you know, it was fine. And, And then the third time. I remember thinking, I need a new answer to this question. I sound kind of like lame and almost like depressed or something. And, and I just thought, no, I don't need a new answer. I need a new life. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to lie. And if my life is boring and mundane, 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 that sounds really weird right now, but everyone knows what I'm trying to say. Um, I need to change that. And then Later that week, a friend's daughter called me, it was like 3.30 and she was in high school and she was upset because her ride home from school was now going to have the boyfriend there and she wasn't supposed to be hanging out with boys or something. And so she's like, I need a ride. I was at work and I wasn't supposed to leave before five, but it was like the paperwork I was doing could be done from my couch later that night. Like it didn't really matter. And so I, I decided that what mattered in that moment was being there for this kid And I kind of felt like, why are we so restricted? We're so restricted that we can't properly live our lives. Like we work so that we can live and be invested in our friends and family and travel and experience life, but we work so much that we can't do those things. And I just said, there's gotta be a different way. Like we've surely we're made for more than this. And so I started researching, how do people work remotely? How do people work online? And. I set three goals, get out of debt, um, be in control of my schedule and be location independent, like that I could be in control of where I was. Um, And so by the following fall, so from February to September, I got some part-time work online. At that point, it was just sort of like, Say yes, to whatever's going to help me get towards my goal, and so I had a friend who had an assistant position he created with this organization he worked for. It was supposed to turn full time, never really did. Uh, so then I was just kind of hustling, working a bunch of odd jobs to make it happen, but I wasn't working full time anymore. And um, at that time, I had this idea, <laughs> if we're being honest. As I had been reading about people, how to work online, I kept seeing things about like build your own business and um, pick something you're passionate about that you can monetize. And so I tried to do what these courses teach you to do, which I have mixed feelings about all these years later. I'm not sure that's what we need to be telling everyone to do. (laughs) But um, at the time I was like, well, I'm really passionate about encouraging people to take action on their goals and dreams. I hated that idea of having friends who were like, I want to do blank one day and one day never coming around. So I decided to create a website called Sooner Not Later. And that was all about helping people take action on their goals sooner or not later. And I said, well, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to tell other people to do this, then I need to do it too. So I made, I found like this bucket list i made in high school and I added things to it. And I said, I'm going to try to do 52 bucket list items in 52 weeks. <laughs> and that was, so that was going to be 2015. I launched sooner or not later on January 1st at midnight. Um, I um, had this whole big crazy list. And meanwhile, I was working part-time trying to like get out of debt and and just work odd jobs and things but I also was going to try to do all these crazy goals uh and I had things on there that were go skydiving um climb a volcano like and then smaller things too but just all across the board and um that, so 2015 was just this year of goal chasing and traveling. I went to Bali for a month. I climbed a volcano in Bali. Um, I went scuba diving for the first time. I um, went to The Tonight Show. I um, I don't even know. Did so many things. <laughs> I, I, <was laughs> think, I can think about them. But, but during that process, people kept asking me, for travel advice because I was traveling all the time, and they're like, We know you're barely making any money, so how are you affording to do this? Like, what's your secret? You should start a travel site. And I'm like, I just started this other site, what do you mean I should start a travel site? Like, I don't want the again, not understanding sort of this was before like influencers, I think. I mean, maybe influencers were a thing, I don't know, this is 2015, but I I didn't like all the noise of the internet and I didn't want to create something just for the sake of creating something. I wanted to have a purpose and I felt like I felt like the things I knew about travel were not something specially unique to me. I felt like they were common sense, which I realize now I have a unique outlook that I found these strategies and they are not necessarily common sense. But At the time I thought, anything you need to know is already on the internet. You don't need me to do that for you. Um, But eventually I I felt like, well, the thing that I find unique about my travel experiences is that um, I had healed my personal traumas from when I was younger and different experiences. I had released a lot of baggage through my solo travel experiences, especially like throughout my twenties. It was just this time of learning about myself. It was a time of discovering what I was capable of and really growing and uh, growing my outlook, my concept of the world, just all of those things and just releasing so much. And that was something I didn't hear people talking about. And I knew it wasn't unique to me because Wild by Cheryl Strayed had just been turned into a blockbuster with Reese Witherspoon and Eat, Pray, Love was still super popular years later. And those are all stories of women traveling on their own and working through their baggage. And so I thought this is not unique to me, but no one's talking about it. And that's where I got the idea to create a travel site that was specifically focused on helping women to use solo travel for that purpose.
0: that is a big, long-winded answer for you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think it's so awesome. And there's so many powerful points in there too. Like, and I love the idea of the website. I think it's so awesome, especially with, you know, her bags were packed and like talking about baggage. Like, I just think the two combined, I do branding. So like, I am all about that. I appreciate it so much. (laughs) So I love the fact too, about how, you took on this like journey to do, you know, the 52 bucket list items also, and like crossing one off each week. So I'm sure for some of the larger ones, you probably had to plan that ahead of time, right. Rather than like each week, looking at the list and being like, which one am I going to do this week? Oh, I guess I'll climb a volcano today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You didn't actually ask the question. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I mean, you could even talk more to that, you know, like, did you feel like, did you have to like kind of put a plan together or like, how did you go about actually checking them off?
1: Mm -hmm. So I will say that I didn't always do one every specific week so much as Mm. within the 52 weeks I I actually did 56 by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there were some weeks that I didn't do any, and there were some weeks that I did multiple. Um, so yes, there was planning involved, but there was also, um, some of it was spontaneous and some of it was planning. And I think something important for people to think about is like a bucket list quote unquote, um, is it's not like set in stone, like if you're like, oh, these these are the things I want to do so I can only do these things, right? Mm. Because maybe there were things I'd said I wanted to do for years that I forgot to put on that list mm-hmm. or I thought about in the middle of the year and went, oh yeah, that should be on the list. And I added it to the list um, or even some things that I did and went, I f- didn't have it on the list, but I just did it and I'd always wanted to. So I'm putting it on there now. Like, um, Or that moment I never knew should be a bucket list item, but now that I experienced it, It totally was bucket list worthy. Um, So people should remember that it's a tool for you. It's not, you're not serving the list, right? The list is there to serve you. Mm -hmm. Um, So use it as you wish, right? Um, And so, yes, some of it was planned, like um, the whole Bali experience of, okay, like I'm gonna go to Bali with, I had a conference I was going to and then, or like a, I guess more of like a retreat type thing than a conference. But, uh, and I asked a friend who lived in New Zealand if she wanted to meet me there for a few weeks beforehand. Mm-hmm. So we flew out there, and it was okay. Like, what are things to do? And then I read a blog about someone who climbed a volcano, and I'm like, well, that's on the list. It had been on the list, so okay, let's let's do that. And. Um, So we're going to do that during our trip and um so an example of something that wasn't on the list but got added to the list was scuba diving and what's interesting is that on my original list as a teenager it had been on the list but at a certain point in time i took it off the list because i thought i think when i was putting it on the website for 2015 i think i took it off then because I remember thinking that sounds really scary and I don't know that that's actually something I want to do versus something I've been told I should want to do. Mm. And so I gave myself permission to take it off the list. And then when we were in Bali, we took a boat to a little Island called Gili T and there's these little islands, the Gili islands. And we were told we were going to go snorkeling. So I'm like, I like snorkeling. That's fine. That's not scary. Um, but then someone said like, this is where people come to learn scuba and like, you don't want to miss it. And we kept hearing that. And I thought, well, maybe we don't want to miss it, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe it's worth like being a little afraid and trying the thing. And, and so we did. And um, it was incredible. Like I, just totally fell in love with this experience and there I've always wanted to swim with sea turtles I don't know Mm. I'm not sure if it comes from watching Finding Nemo or if there was a better reason (laughs) but like you (laughs) know that scene when they're like oh yeah yep definitely the the current with the sea turtle I don't know anyway Mm. always I'm pretty sure it comes from before then I always wanted to go to like Costa Rica and like help with like the saving of the sea turtles Mm. so anyway we got to scuba with sea turtles and so I'm like check check like this is so cool you know but I was like I could just like stay down here just it was so mesmerizing um and then other things not being as far ahead oh another thing that needed to be planned over and over was skydiving Mm.
0: uh
1: because of weather (laughs)
0: Uh Mm -hmm.
1: so that one was a tricky one where they would cancel it because of winds or rains or whatever and Um, I think a lesson from that was simply, truly actually a lesson throughout the entire year, but that one being one example, was that you're going to invite people to do things with you, and this this actually goes back to how I started traveling solo, because I did not plan to solo travel, but you're going to want to do things, and you're going to invite people to do things with you, and sometimes people are going to say yes, and then they're going to back out or they're just going to say no all around. And a lot of times people back out on their own dreams and goals because someone else isn't available or interested. And we discount, we we stop valuing the things that we want because other people aren't as interested in it as us. Mm-hmm. And then we don't do the things we want to do. And I just kind of had reached a point where it was like, well, I want to do this thing and I w- would love people to come with me, but if they're not going to come with me, I think I'm worth doing this. Like, am I not worth doing this just for myself? And so, um, skydiving was something my cousin and I had talked about for years. We had planned, um, actually two of my cousins, but that year, my cousin, I think he became a, he was just about to have a baby and he's like, I can't be jumping out of airplanes. And I'm like, Fine, whatever. (laughs) So he didn't come. And then the other cousin was supposed to come. And I don't know what his reasoning was. I think when the weather got canceled, he then wasn't available for when they rescheduled us. So I had to go jump out of a plane by myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was really incredible, but crazy because you would have that buildup all week and then it would get canceled. And then you Mm -hmm. would get filled up again. You know, it's terrifying, but amazing. But then other things were much more spontaneous like there was this park that was like a summer pop-up that every year i wanted to go and i just never would get around to and one day i was just like i'm going to the park it was Mm -hmm. like not some like life-changing experience but it was just this is a thing i've wanted to do and i'm doing it and i'm gonna count it as a list item because Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i did something i want to do and that's worth counting
0: Yeah, it's almost like it holds you accountable to doing even the smaller things that you just want to, but maybe you make excuses up often to not do it. Even if it's not something big and crazy, it could be something small. Like I'm thinking for myself right now, they have been doing outdoor yoga near me Mm -hmm. on Saturday mornings and I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, I still have yet to actually go. I couldn't wait for June to come because Uh I was thinking like, I'm going to go on Saturday. And then, you know, certain things come up or like we plan on going somewhere in the afternoon. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have enough time to come home and get ready. And I'm like, I'm just making up all these excuses to not go, you know? And it's something, it's not like it's life-changing or something big, but I know I'm going to be happy if I do do it. So it's like holding you accountable to at least like still having that experience.
1: Yeah. You know, that just made me think about how, um, There's this thing that happens for a lot of people where we don't do the things close to home because we think they're going to always be available. Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But when we're traveling, we're like, well, I've got, you know, if you're in Rome, I got to see the costume. I've got to go to the Vatican. I got to do these things during this week because this is my one chance to do it. Mm -hmm. But at home, we're like, oh, I'll do that next month. Oh, I'll do that next month. And then five years goes by and you still haven't done the thing. And now next thing you know, you're moving across the country and you never got around to doing the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go, oh, we lived there for five years. Why didn't we ever do it? Um, and I'm thinking, as you said that it's the same thing that happens every summer, right? Like we have the things we want to do in the oh, summer yeah. and then we don't get around to doing them. Cause we're like, Oh, next week, next week. And then next thing, you know, it's October and you go, what just happened? You
0: mm-hmm. know? Yep. <laughs> so exactly. um,
1: it's, yeah. That's
0: yeah. so true. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's, it's like such a busy time too. And it, so sometimes it's just like hard to fit it all in, but then other times it's like, oh, maybe not today. Maybe I'll do it next week. And then you do, really don't have the time to fit it in. It's so, yeah. it makes it so complicated.
1: <laughs> Some, yeah. Something I try to do. Um, sometimes I do better than other times with it, but I try to make like a seasonal checklist like a seasonal bucket list Mm -hmm. so it'll be like when I lived in Philly it was um like these are my Philly summer bucket list bucket list items and so it would be like there was this place that did like free kayaking on the river like on Saturday mornings it's like let's do that one week and um certain museums were like free admission on certain days once a month and okay let's put that on the calendar. So having that list of these are the things I want to do during this season and then saying, okay, I'm going to pick one a week or one a month or something, just, and even though knowing like I'm not going to get through all of them, but at least I can check off some of those things on the list because otherwise you do, you go, oh, there's another summer gone that I didn't do any, I didn't do the yoga, I didn't do the kayaking, I didn't go to that ice cream place that's only open in the summer, you know, whatever it is. But exactly.
0: um, Yeah. That's a good idea. I feel like I've I feel like I've done it in the summer, writing them down in the past. Um, but I haven't done it for other seasons. And so often I'll come across something that's like a really cool indoor spot, like whether it's like a restaurant or brewery or maybe like an indoor adventure park or something. And I'm always like, Ooh, in the winter, I have to make sure to go do this, but instead I'm like thinking it. And by the time winter comes, I totally forget what it was yeah. that I was thinking about that I should yeah. do. So if I write it down, then, you know, it's more yeah. likely. To I just happen.
1: have note, like a note list on my phone. And then I go searching for like summer and, and find mm-hmm. what's on it. And, yeah. Um, even like right now, living in Virginia, um, I don't intend to be here forever, um, and so I'm here for a period of time and I try to remember that when I try, like when I start putting things off, I'm like, no, like go, just go do that thing because you're, you know how many things back at home you never got around to and you lived there for years.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're not
1: intending to be here for years. So just go do the thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now do you have any like favorite items that were on your bucket list that you did?
1: Uh, there were a lot of really fun ones, which actually I, reminds me of another spontaneous thing, <laughs> but I'm just picturing the list now. like one of the things one of the cool things that happened, if I don't actually answer the question you just asked, please remind me. <laughs> but, um, one of the cool things that would happen during that experience was that people got excited to help. Mm-hmm. And that is something I try to remind people about is, tell your dreams and goals to your friends and your families, blast your exciting goals on social media. People want to help you. They are excited because they're going to go, oh, actually I speak Italian. Let's get together once a week and practice Italian together, you know, whatever the thing is. Um, and so I actually had a, and this is one of the things that was like my favorite so many favorites but this is one of them was I'm a huge Phillies fan. Uh like I love baseball. I'm a big Philly Phillies fan. And I so two things that happened where I went, I'd always wanted to go to spring training in Florida. And that's one of those ones that I told friends months in advance, hey, I'm going this week to spring training. Do you want to come with me? People are like, yeah, I want to go. I'm like, okay, just a reminder, I'm booking a place. Anyone coming? And then of course people aren't available. So I just was like, okay, I'm going either way, so I did that. Um, and then actually ended up meeting someone there who lived in Philly, also. And they were like, Oh, well, what other things are on your list? And I'm like, Well, um, I've always wanted to do the Rocky Steps, like, which is really silly, but the running of the Rocky Steps at the art museum. And I was like, after this trip in Florida, I'm going to be a little broke. So I'm going to do all the cheaper things for a while. And so this person's like, oh, well, like I live right down the street, like let's meet up. And so like um, we like went and ran the Rocky steps together and had dinner and it was just like a silly fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But that was a fun one. And then in the fall, the Phillies were going to play in Boston at Fenway stadium, which is a like historic stadium for the Red Sox. And, um, And so I was like, I've always wanted to go to Boston. I've always wanted to see this historic stadium. This is a great time to go. Again, friends were like, yeah, we're coming, we're coming. And no one came and
0: uh, (laughs) and so
1: I went and my plan was to do a weekend in Boston and then drive up to Maine and spend time up there exploring Maine. Well, so I went to the first game of the series and we lost miserably but it was so much fun because Boston fans are so passionate, which I can relate to. So I loved it. Um, but so I had this great time at the game, but we lost. So I was like, I'll go back tomorrow. Maybe we'll win tomorrow. <laughs> so we lost again. So I went to all three games. We lost all three games, spent way more money than I wanted to buying tickets every time. And so then I'm like, I don't know that I can afford to go to Maine now. Uh, <laughs> but, but the game... The weekend in Boston was just so much fun. There were so many different Boston things that I checked off my list. Um, but Family Stadium specifically, it was amazing. But so my uncle was like, oh, well, I have a friend in New Hampshire. Why don't you go stay with him? That's not exactly Maine, but it's a free place to stay. So now I'm staying with these random strangers who were friends with my uncle. <laughs> and they said, oh, well, like, let us see your list because we want to help, you know, because people always want to help. And, and they're like, Oh, our son, they had a teenage son and he, or maybe he was 19 or 20, but Essentially, a teenager, uh, and they're like, "Well, he surfs. He can teach you to surf." Like they just like volunteered their kid to teach me to surf.
0: Oh my god, that's so great! <laughs>
1: so the next day, this kid like takes me out surfing, and it was so much fun. I've always wanted to learn to surf. Um, I would love to do more lessons after, but like that was a fun introductory lesson. Um, but it was hysterical because like I wanted to be like showing my gratitude. And normally I'd be like hey can I take you out for a beer but like the kid was like 19 or 20 and I couldn't even do that I'm like can I buy you a burger like I don't know how to like say thank you here but
0: that's so um, funny
1: that was a really fun one um yeah.
0: That's so cool. I love the, uh, the fact that, you know, people love to be able to help out also, cause I'm sure they found it so fascinating. They don't hear of people necessarily doing something like this. And mm-hmm. so they're like, okay, like is what else is on there? Like, can we help and, and good thing they were open to it. Right. And open to listening because then it led you from like to another place, to another place, to another place mm-hmm. because of actually sharing it with them. And imagine if you didn't, how much maybe it would have been harder to check some of these things off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually
1: another one that happened, it was funny because it was while I was in New Hampshire that a friend called an old roommate and she was in South Carolina and she's like, Hey, um, our business just got box tickets to a Phillies Braves game in a couple weeks. If you can get down here, we have an extra ticket and then we'll take you to do something from your bucket list. And <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so I found these super cheap flights on frontier flew down there for like $60 round trip or something. Um, we went to the game and then one of their families had lived near a Lake and they, were sailors. And so they taught me to sail. And so like, you know, just like, again, like, I don't, I couldn't necessarily go out and like sail by myself at just like, I couldn't go surf by myself, but it was a fun introductory lesson that was like, Oh, I would do this again. You
0: know? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I love that. Now I'm like, so motivated to start my own list and just start like, I mean, I've had them in the past, but it's been a while since I've Mm -hmm. actually even like created one for like this year specifically Mm -hmm. rather than like a lifetime bucket list. It's like, okay, but if I make it for this year and like trying to do it now, then I'm more likely to check things off than if I just give myself a whole lifetime to do it.
1: Yeah. I used to, I used to be really like neurotic about it. (laughs) I don't know that this is the way to do it, but It started when I was in high school, I was at a leadership conference and my principal told us he had this article about this guy who, gosh, I don't know, probably in like the forties or something had been told to make a life list. And, um, and so he made this list and then it was like him as an old man, this newspaper article was like talking about how he'd accomplished all these things on his list. He made the list like on a rainy day when he was 10 and then like had done all these things. So we were challenged to make this list as teenagers. And then in college i remember like i have the printout somewhere but i would i had this document on my computer and it was like you're saying i had things that were like to do this year and then it was like sophomore year senior year um before graduation before i get married like it was like i had like i had it and then there were just like any time in my life goals and And it was funny because like some of them got done and some of them didn't, but um, and some of them were weird goals to be like, well, this has to happen before I get married, or I don't know, I'm not married anyway now, but it doesn't, like you know, just like funny Mm -hmm. things. Um, but yeah, it does help to break it down into smaller chunks for sure. Um, but you can't yet, you know, it's fun because if you if you don't put deadlines, like. Some sort of parameters you don't get around to it, but if you do say this is what I want to do this year, and then maybe you get closer than you would have otherwise, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, exactly. And now, are there any that are your least favorite that maybe you're like, uh, I did that, I'm over it, I don't think I'll do it again, or you didn't really enjoy, or anything like that?
1: You know, I was trying to think about this earlier, and I can't think of anything that I'm just like straight up against, but there's two things that kind of stand out as like either not living up to expectations or um, not necessarily the most favorite. So, one being um, one of the things on my list was working on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that was like forgiveness for myself, forgiveness to my father, um, just different situations. And, um, and so I had been like reading books on forgiveness that year and back in therapy and just kind of trying to work through some things. And I blogged about how it's an ongoing process and all that. So that's certainly not like a fun, like, woohoo, this is great experience is necessary. And I'm not saying I would be like, oh no, I'm over forgiving people, but, um, Mm -hmm. certainly not one that you're like,
0: that was so enjoyable. (laughs)
1: Right. Uh, Yeah. But then another one, like on a totally different, just the idea of it not living up to expectations was, and I don't mean to like, not that they're going to ever listen to this, anyone who needs to, but Mm -hmm. I went to a taping of the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and I had been super excited about that um Jennifer Lawrence and Michael B Jordan were the guests Mm, and they were both really fun and all like all of that was fine but being in the live studio audience really takes away the magic Mm. um and so in that sense it was not like it definitely felt like all the build-up and then it was kind of like eh like it's cool to be here, but also like you're seeing how the sausage is made and then it's not as much fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I totally understand what you mean because sometimes when I'm watching like certain shows or movies or something, you know, I get really like wrapped into it where I feel like, you know, it's almost like a dream or something. And you're just like, Oh my God, imagine like if life was that way or, or anything like that, mm-hmm. or even like reality shows sometime too. You're just, it, it's like different when you're watching something than when you're actually experiencing it. So when you do like actually see how it's made and like the production of it all, then it kind of ruins the whole like dream state of mm-hmm. that like show or movie. And then you're like, oh, well now I really know that it's like fake. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it kind of like has like a different taste now. You can't just like pretend that this is like a different reality or something like that. And, and now, yeah. you, you know, you kind of want to experience it, but don't, I don't know. It's, it's, a, I totally know what you mean.
1: Yeah. Well, cause it's like, again, not saying in any way that like Jimmy Fallon's not a nice guy or anything like that, but mm-hmm. like there's a persona he's playing when the camera is on mm-hmm. and then he turns it off and like, that's his job. Like that's fine, but that's his job. Mm-hmm. And when, not that he was rude or anything like that to people, but it was just like, you see it turn off when the camera goes off and you're like, okay, like this. And then also like all of the filming aspects of like the interviews and the sketches that they do, like Mm. what looks like one seamless bit is really like 10 takes and you're like, oh, this, this isn't as funny now when you watch it because at home because now you know, like yeah. it wasn't, not that it's not live, but it's a little less live than it seems,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so that's interesting. So I think that's that's a good example of being like, okay, well I did it, but like, I don't think I'd want to again because it kind of ruined it for me a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, or maybe it would be fine if I just went into it with the right expectations. Mm-hmm but I think I went into it with the magic expectation and it
0: wasn't that. Right. Exactly. Totally um, makes sense. <laughs> and yeah. even, you know, talking a little bit more to traveling as well. So how do you feel like solo traveling, especially because even just like traveling with people can be outside of someone's comfort zone, but how do you feel like even solo traveling has really helped you like push yourself outside of your comfort zone? Mm,
1: that's a good question. Uh You know, I always say you have to like ease into it with baby steps, right? Because there's a lot of things we do that are outside of our comfort zone and solo travel is certainly one of them. Um, But if you can ease into it, then that's helpful. So maybe for someone, it's spending an afternoon exploring a, a town near them. So you're just exploring for an afternoon by yourself. You're still close enough to home that you know, maybe it's even a town you've been to before with other people, but this is your first time by yourself. So you're not taking on too many, um, too many stimulants at one time, where if it was a brand new place and you're gone for five days, you know, all of that, and you're in a country that doesn't speak English, that's Mm -hmm. a lot. You have to ease into it and build up to that, right? Um, And so for me, it's been a process that is constantly ongoing. And sometimes it's sort of, um, it is, it's an exercise and a practice where you have to keep those muscles strengthened. And if you, um, if I don't do certain things for a while, then I feel like, oh, okay, I've lost a little bit here. Now I have to stretch myself back out again. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. especially during COVID this past year, like I'm finding. I'm anxious about things I used to not be anxious about. And that's okay. It's just that I haven't been stretching those muscles lately and I have to work on that. Um, But, you know, it's easing into it a step at a time. I never set out to be a solo traveler. I, uh, in 2010, my last year of school, I was, I had these friends who would always go on the, this, do this 10K in Charleston, South Carolina. And they always said, Oh, you can come with us sometime. And, and they they're older and they have um, like a house there. And so I had been like, Oh, I'm going to go with them this year. And so I signed up for the race thinking, okay, I've got a place to stay. It's all covered. And, and then I said, okay, Hey guys, I signed up for the race last night. And they're like, Oh, that's so cool. But none of us can go this year. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Uh, and kind of in the fashion of what we were talking about earlier, where, Um, that idea of doing things because when you move away, you might not get the chance to do it. I was graduating college that year. I was in school in North Carolina, but I was anticipating moving back up to New Jersey where my family is. And so I was like, well, this is the year to do it because next year, I don't know that I'll be in the area. And also I had never been a runner. I had just started running that year. And I was like, who knows how long I'll decide to run for? Like, this is the year to do it but now I have to do it by myself. And Charleston's an expensive place when it's not a a super busy race weekend, but that weekend particularly was expensive. So the only thing I could afford was a little like rustic cabin at the KOA campground. And so it was like this little tiny cabin. Um, and I said, okay, I'm going to go by myself, do this thing. And And I have this journal entry where I basically say something to the effect of how I've always envied those women who can travel by themselves, not because they have to, but because they want to. It's not that they like don't have people in their lives, but they just really are getting something out of it. And I had always envied them. And I said in this journal, some like, I think this is in the journal, but. It's something I remember thinking, uh, this is either going to be really amazing or I'm going to get murdered in the woods. <laughs> you know, was mm-hmm. like one or the other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was a baby step at a time. And I have a, a friend who I had interviewed her on her bags for pack, and she had talked about again, like having this courage. And I love this analogy that she, not, it's not even an analogy; it's an example, but she said, you know, when you're going to take a big trip, you, you have to start with, it's It's all one little step at a time. So step one, call the cab. Step two, get in the cab, go to the airport. Step three, go through security. Step four, get on the plane. Like you just take it one step at a time. And each one of those little things feel scary. And you're like, oh, I'm doing this by myself. Ooh, like Oh, okay. I don't know how I feel about flying by myself. Oh, hey, that wasn't so bad. Okay, now, I, now I'm in my destination. I have to get a cab to my hotel. Oh, that's scary. What if they take me to the wrong place? Okay, let's just focus on getting in the cab. You, know, like you, you take it one step at a time. And each time you go, oh, I just did that. Like, and then you get to build that courage and confidence in yourself. And then that gives you the courage and confidence for the next step. And at the same time, sometimes things go wrong. And when you're by yourself, you have to figure it out. And when you do that, you go, oh, I did that. I figured that out. I missed my train, but I figured out how to get there anyway. Or, oh no, I got here a day before I booked my hotel. What do I do? You figure it out. And when you figure it out, you build this belief in yourself and this appreciation in yourself that can't be taken away and you stop seeing yourself so small and that is something that we do like especially as women we often give credit to other people for our accomplishments or we um we have our dads and brothers and boyfriends, um, fix our cars or, you know, um, kill the spider, you know, whatever the thing is, but when it's just you and you have to figure it out, you do that. And then you get bigger, you, you just really get to see yourself in a new light. And slowly and slowly you discover this person that you didn't know you were And I always say, it's like those experiences were when I got to know myself and then from getting to know myself, then I fell in love with that person because it was like, wow, that person is amazing. And then that meant it was easier to let go of other stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. I think that's so (laughs) awesome. And I feel like this goes exactly into the next question I wanted to ask you about which oh, is <laughs> <laughs> which is about her bags were packed so I know you already mentioned you know the idea behind it so I'd love for you to explain a little bit more in like how, you know, what you hope that others will get out of it, you know, whether it's, they are reading these articles or maybe they're even the ones that are, the articles are being written about, like, what do you hope that people get out of it? And like your whole idea around the website yeah, itself.
1: That's a great, that's a great question. And I think that the answer to this is always shifting little bits at a time. And that's probably good because nothing, nothing is static, right? Static mm-hmm. so- Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it really is about creating a resource. Um, I, I don't just share my stories. It's important to me that there be stories from lots of different women, um, all different ages, all different backgrounds, all different races. I want to have lots of women sharing their experiences because, in the beginning what I saw was people saying oh yeah like I get that you can do that but I'm not as brave as you or that I don't like they see me as like the exception not like I love that line from uh he's just not that into you the exception not the rule like people would be like oh she's the exception not the rule and I would get upset because I'm like there is nothing uniquely special about me that is not uniquely special about you it's just that I've been stretching my courage muscles and doing this thing longer and that doesn't mean you can't try it yourself and so I invite women to share their stories um and that is sometimes an interview format it's and I like to do like Instagram lives and then turn them into blog posts um I also invite people to write guest posts if they want to just tell a story Uh, and then, uh, I also have roundups, which are a collaboration of different women sharing answers to different questions. And so it might be, um, how do you make friends while solo traveling? And I invite different travel bloggers to like give an answer, uh, to that question. And so it's just a nice collaboration of different women's stories that people can look at and see themselves in and not, it kind of takes away that, oh, Catherine can do that, but I can't because now you're seeing different women sharing their experiences. From this is what it was like. These were my hurdles that I had to jump to feel courageous enough to take that step. And here's how I did it. And um, and so it's it's creating that community. Uh, and I also so my bigger goal is is creating more opportunities for these women to connect with each other. Where I trying to plan like retreats where we can maybe go someplace and then women can um kind of ease into solo travel that way where there's a group of other women here that they're going to have someone they can go to dinner with but maybe for a couple hours in the afternoon you go off and explore on your own and ease into it in that way and um and so if that's the big goal is just being there to support women i love helping people plan trips i have like resources on the site where if they want to like they can work with me I have a program called the my Fa- my favorite travel buddy program mm-hmm. and it's sort of like it's coaching for lack of a better word but basically if you um As a traveler, you know that having a travel friend there is fun because you have someone to share stories with and help you decide what to do and that kind of thing. And so this program is that you're basically getting a virtual travel buddy in me. And so I'll help you ease into the idea make your plans ahead of time and then be there to check in with you throughout your trip and and help you in that sense, but you're there on your trip by yourself. I also help people plan trips if they're interested in that kind of thing, but really it's just about being a resource and encouragement that way.
0: I love it. I think that's so awesome. And solo travel, it's just like, I think it's so important for people to you know, actually try it because of everything that you were talking about before and how it really helps you actually grow and evolve as a person as well. Even just those feelings of, and this is why I love talking about doing things outside of your comfort zone, because... To me, it's like as soon as you do those things, then it's like you feel this sense of accomplishment, which is like what you were talking about before too. like, oh, well, I did this like I did this myself. Mm -hmm. And so I love the idea of sharing stories because those are so I mean, obviously, that's what I do out here, too. And so I always find those so inspirational for people, because if they can see that somebody else did it, then it's like, okay all right, well, I think I can do this also. Like I've been thinking about it, but I kept like pushing it to the back burner. But if they see somebody else did it and they you know can take their advice through it as well, then they're more likely to actually try it. Right. Like now that they have this extra motivation to do it. So I think it's such an awesome idea. And I love, I actually, as you were talking to, I was like, I think I know a couple of people I could send your way who have oh, like awesome, been on this dude. podcast yeah. too. So
1: well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's also just exposure. Like the more we are exposed to the idea, the more it kind of plants the scene you go could i do that like at first it's just like oh wow that's inspiring and then it's i'd like to do that and then it's could i do that maybe i could do that and then slowly 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 and then they do it or like me they just accidentally end up in that situation <laughs> someone i talked to she had a friend Who got they were getting on the plane and realized the friend's passport was expired, and so she had to go by herself in that sense, and that was really not planned. And yeah, um, you've reminded me of this quote. There's this author. I was looking behind me to see if it's the book's in the other room, but I'm pretty sure it's called no, I don't remember what it's called, but the author's name is Emily Hahn, H A H N, and she was in the like 1920s and like just early 1900s was a solo traveler. And I love that book because we think of solo travel for women as a new thing. This Mm. woman road tripped across the country. She went to the Congo. She was in China. She had like a secret love affair with like a British Die during like pre World War II and then he got put like in one of the camps and like she like had his child and like it was it was what wa- this book is wild wow. um but her writings got turned into pieces for I think it was the New Yorker and then they eventually put it all into this book but um something home I don't know why I can't think of the end of the book or the title but anyway there's this great quote in there where a steward on the flight says something to her, like, aren't you afraid, aren't you afraid to travel alone or something like that? And she's like, why is it not life? Like we travel through life alone all the time. Like we mm-hmm. shouldn't be so afraid to give it a shot.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so true. And now I'm going to have to look for this book. I'm going to search her name and find out. I, this yeah, is gonna,
1: I should just look it up while we're sitting here. Oh no, there it is. No hurry to get home. See, I knew it had home in it.
0: <laughs>
1: there was like a glare and I wasn't seeing it, but there is No Hurry to Get Home, Emily Hahn. It's it's a good one. It's slow at first. In the second half, you're like,
0: what is happening? Oh
1: my god. Um, and then it just kind of ends. But um so awesome. I'm curious, have you gotten to do any travel?
0: No. Any so travel? no, actually I have not done any solo travel, and it was a big goal of mine. And it didn't happen because it was either one time I almost did do at least like going on to a European bus tour, like, Mm -hmm. and not knowing anybody. But then one of my friends ended up joining me. I was like, I bought my plane ticket. I bought my ticket to do the thing. And I was like, Hey, I'm doing this. If you want to join, go ahead. But like, I didn't plan it with her. And you had the reverse.
1: That's crazy. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Otherwise, and then like other trips of thinking of like flying by myself, it was like, I was going to visit a friend. So like I was Mm -hmm. meeting up with her. So I haven't done any, and it was always a goal of mine. So I think I'm just going to have to add it to my bucket list again.
1: Well, I love that. And that's, you know, that is easing into it. One of my, like I have a five steps to like easing into solo travel guide. one of the steps towards the end is like, okay, now go visit a friend. Mm -hmm. And the idea is like, okay, maybe you're staying with them, but they're working during the day. So you have to like, go do things on your own, but you get together for dinner. So you're,
0: you Mm -hmm. know, again, easing into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I remember I was so nervous even about flying by myself. I was like, I have Mm -hmm. never been in an airport by myself. Like, I mean, even though it was just going to Texas, I still was just like, what if I go in the wrong direction? You know, you don't have that second Mm -hmm. opinion or like somebody in your ear to also help you that it's a little bit more nerve wracking. And then when I did it, I was like, oh, this is great. Like I met her at the airport and I was like, I'm here. I did it all by myself. But (laughs) even actually that European bus tour too, I flew by myself because we had separate tickets. And um, that was like, luckily it was to London though. So even though I was going internationally, flying into London, I was like, okay, I'm good. But flying home was out of, uh, I think it was out of Rome. Yeah, I think so. And so even that like, we, she flew out earlier than me. So I even had to get to the airport, like in another country by myself. So I'm like, I have a little bit of like these tastes here and there. So like preparing me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny, you said that thing about having a second opinion where like, the, like there should be a disclaimer on solo travel. That's like, beware because you'll reach a point where now you can't do things with other people because <laughs> you don't want to have
0: their opinion. Right. <laughs> I bet. That's so true. Like
1: so weird like it's so hard to pick the right travel friends now because I'm like oh no you're gonna drive me crazy Or are like mm-hmm. you know just trying to figure out like or even just like the other day my boyfriend and I went to a festival for the fourth of July and I'm like no, If I was here by myself, I could just peruse the booths as I want, but now I have to worry about if you're bored and like, yeah. you know, like it's just taking in other people or like navigating a crowd. Like I'm used to just like, mm-hmm zipping through and now I have to like wait for whoever's behind me as they like get caught by, you know, it's just interesting.
0: Like, yeah. It's so true. It's like, even when I go shopping, I love shopping by myself because I'm very fast mm-hmm. and speedy. I just like go through mm-hmm. all the aisles. I look fast and then I'm out. But if I go shopping with somebody else, I'm like, are we still in this store? Like, what are mm-hmm. we doing right now? Oh my God. So yeah, <laughs> totally exactly. Know yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'd love to also ask you, if you could look back to when, I mean, I feel like you already gave some great pieces of advice, but when you were first thinking about solo traveling, what kind of advice would you give yourself?
1: Well, you know, it's weird because I wasn't planning it at first. It just kind of
0: happened.
1: And I think, um, I think I did the right things at like on accident, but like, you know, that first weekend when I went to the 10 K it's like afterwards, I was at the um, finish line and they have like the snacks where they give the runners all the snacks and I remember feeling very lonely at that point because people were all being greeted by their friends and family who were there to like congratulate them and stuff and it was this anxious like oh what am I doing there's no one here to validate me right and then I'm like well can i validate myself like are you proud of yourself for doing this thing you know and so i got my snacks i was feeling a little better and then these girls asked me to take their picture and we started talking and they invited me to go out and have a drink with them and we became friends and um so i think that the advice is like be open and that has become like throughout all the experiences being open be open have a plan But don't be so married to your plan that you can't let it flow because maybe you get somewhere and the people at your hostel are like, Hey, we're going to this such and such. Do you want to come with us? And it ends up being the coolest thing you could have done. Like I went to this little Island off of Naples a few years ago and I was going to be in Italy for a month. So I was like being cautious with my money and, and I get to this little Island and, and they're just like, I was used to traveling alone and like not really making friends all the time. Like I liked my alone time. It let me process stuff. And on this trip, I kept making friends (laughs) and it was really weird, but I specifically remember getting but this is when it started with the making of the friends. The first week of the trip in Rome, I was mostly by myself. And then um, I get to the hostel and they're like, hey, there's this, they call it the food safari. And I realized later it was a festival. But they're like, We're going to the food safari. It was at this like fancy five-star hotel on the other side of the island. And um, it was gonna have all these like Michelin five-star chefs from around Italy who were gonna be at this festival. And so, but at first, when they just told me about it, they're like, we're going to the food safari. It's 55 euro. And I'm like, I literally just got off a boat and you telling me to go to some random thing with you for $55, I don't know what's happening. And all of the other people in the hostel were like, maybe, maybe, Like, no one knew what to do. And then it was like, you know what? Let's just say yes. Let's just see what happens if we say yes. And it was so wild because we're all now piled into this little truck and we're laughing cause our host is like driving like a lunatic and we're like, we're gonna all die. And we go to this thing, it's 55 Euro for this amazing food festival where they give you a booklet of tickets. And the idea is that you're supposed to like give a ticket per booth and like you can try things at 15 booths. Well, nobody wanted to take your tickets. So it was like unlimited food. <laughs> And then you had nine tickets for wine. They did take tickets at the wine. They were not giving all the wine away because you had like nine glasses of wine. Yeah, that's a lot. Or something, I don't know. And like all this, it was so amazing. And it was a lot of locals. Like I didn't see anyone else speaking English. Luckily my roommate at the hostel was from Italy, but was living in New York. So she was bilingual. So she was translating everything for me at the food stands. But like there was a DJ and we danced and we just had this magical night. My mom later, when I sent her a picture was like, I've never seen you so happy. Like, (laughs) and that is because of staying open and just saying like, let's see what happens. And I'm not saying don't be safe. I'm not saying like, if your gut is saying, This person feels unsafe. I'm not saying go do that just because you might get a good story, Mm -hmm. but check in with yourself. And if your only reason for saying no is because it wasn't in your plan, then say yes and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Like that's the advice I would have said back then to myself is less fear, more yes. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Because you never know what's going to happen if it feels good. And as you said, like if it feels safe then why not give it a shot and see because it could end up being like an awesome night and if it's not so awesome then all right well move on to the next day <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i mean that's really the best advice for someone solo traveling is to get in touch with your intuition mm-hmm. like be that way you can feel feel right saying no cuz sometimes you don't know why you need to say no you just know you need to say no and that's mm-hmm. also okay mm-hmm. but Sometimes you're like, that sounds like the stupidest thing ever, but everything in me is saying to say, yes, like know that intuition and go with it.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And speaking on this topic also. So as you know, a big theme of this podcast is about getting out of your comfort zone. So everybody experiences moments of having to get out of their comfort zone. It could be something small. It could be something big. So what usually helps you push yourself out of your comfort zone?
1: Mm, That's a great question. I think the getting out of the comfort zone is, you know, I said earlier about stretching our courage muscles. I think the best thing to help you get out of your comfort zone is getting out of your comfort zone. Right. So like every time, like I'm not fearless, people are like, Oh, you're so fearless. No, I'm not fearless. I've just been stretching these muscles. And so I've taken these little steps. And when I've taken these little steps, I've reaped the benefit of it. And so now that gives me courage the next time I'm uneasy and I'm fearful. And I go, okay, I know this feels scary and I know that this is uncomfortable, but on the other side of that feeling is something amazing. And I know there's something amazing on the other side of this feeling because I've had that before. And so it's sort of this, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if this is the right phrase, but sort of like a Pavlovian thing where I go, all right, I know this feeling and this feeling, this feeling of fear and nerves also leads to a feeling of excitement and exhilaration and pride in myself for taking the risk and reaping that benefit. And so that is kind of what pushes you. So the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with doing that, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. why I say it's a courage muscle because you have to strengthen it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And even like when you mentioned before about how with COVID and you were like, Oh man, like baby steps, like I need to start kind of getting outside of my comfort zone again, I was also kind of worried about that too. And even for myself, like had to kind of gradually start doing things to just like get used to it again. Right. There's so Mm -hmm. many things that it's just like, Oh, I'm not even used to being in big crowds anymore. It's like all of a sudden there's like a bunch of people around you and you're like, what is this? And so it takes some time, even if you've had like a break or something, or even, you know, a lot of us haven't even traveled maybe so much this past year either. So even getting used to traveling and maybe it's like, okay, let's go drive to another state or something like that. If you can just Mm -hmm. to kind of take those baby steps instead of automatically going like out of the country or something, it could be a little bit more intimidating.
1: I literally have just been taking drives. Some, there's some days where I just feel so blah and I'm like, but I don't know that I want to go like somewhere specific or be with people. So I'm like, I'm just going to go for a drive Mm -hmm. because that will get me out of the house. And, and then maybe I end up being inspired to stop somewhere once I'm out for that drive, Mm -hmm. but also you know, just to be transparent, because I think it's important, like you're saying you felt that too, like a great example of how like my muscles hadn't been stretched this whole last, I don't know, however long it's been, 12, 16 months, somewhere in there, right? Like, um, so I moved unintentionally the week the pandemic started. So I left the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, um, before that, I had lived in Philadelphia for two and a half years. I grew up in that area in South Jersey. I was so familiar with the city and all of that. So, that's not really something that intimidates me normally. But I moved to Southwest Virginia. So, I live in a very rural, like country area now, small town. And this is where I spent the last year and so much time, right? 15 months, I guess. And I had not been to Philadelphia since the week before the pandemic. It was like March 12th or something. I had like happy hour with friends to say goodbye before my move. And um, I, we were going up there last month to do some work stuff. And I had a house that was rented for me from work. And I was really intimidated by the idea of having to go alone to be in a city that I had lived in for a couple of years. Like it just really, I was nervous about like, I knew that, um, you know, that there had been a lot of like businesses shutting down and different stuff and vandalism and, you know, whatever, like all the stuff this past year. And I wasn't really sure what to expect going back to the city. I'd heard a lot of different like variations of, of things. and. Um, I also, a couple years ago, had been like groped on the street. And so like, and while I had like worked through that while I lived there, it also now had been over a year since I'd been in the city. So I just had all this stuff in my head. Um, and so I was really freaked out about going by myself. And I had asked my boyfriend if he wanted to come with me. And I like, but like, part, it was this weird thing where I was like, part of me was like, I hope he'll just come with me so I don't have to deal with being alone. And then part of me was like, what is wrong with me that I'm not okay with being alone? He shouldn't come with me just so I can force myself to be in this situation because it's ridiculous that I'm afraid of this. And he ended up being able to come and I was glad he came because he was able to help with some work stuff. But, um, But now I'm like, okay, I got comfortable again with the city Mm -hmm. next time. I'll be better going by myself. So it's just like a weird, like Mm -hmm. if easing into it with another person is what you need, that's also okay. Um, but I say all of that to just put people at ease of like, if you don't feel like your normal self after this pandemic, that's okay. Like we just have to get back to stretching those muscles. Um, Mm -hmm it did weird things to all of us.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So baby steps, like overall for everything, it's just always baby Mm -hmm. steps and be, you know, um, I want to say like, be gracious with yourself. Is that the right word? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Show
1: yourself grace, like be kind, Mm -hmm. you know? And I share that story because again, people are often like, Oh, you're so fearless. And I'm just, I don't want that doesn't help anyone to see me as fearless because I'm not. Mm -hmm. And if they see me as fearless, they're going to put me in a different category and I don't want to be in a different category.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I think this has been so great. And is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today that maybe we didn't get to before we go over to the fast five segment?
1: I don't know. This has just been lovely. I'm so glad we got to do this.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Me too. And also where can everybody find you too?
1: So her bags are It's were W E R E. sometimes people think it's her bags are packed. Um, her bags were packed. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at her bags were packed. Twitter is bags were packed. There's Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the social media, the website.
0: <laughs> awesome. Perfect. So now for the fast five segment, I'm going to ask you a question and you can answer with either a word or phrase that first comes to mind.
1: Okay. Pressure is on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the first question is what helps you find inner confidence?
1: The word that came to mind is faith. But I, I think it's like faith in myself, faith in the world, faith in other people, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. What or who inspires you?
1: <laughs> These questions are so funny. I just I'm like, my mother, but um I'm like, am I saying that just because that's what we're like mm-hmm. generically? But no, I mean my mother's great. God forbid she listens to this and thing. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like my mom is, is a great, um, person who definitely inspires me for sure.
0: Awesome. And what is a hobby that you have, let's say like outside of traveling and writing?
1: Hmm. (laughs) I feel like everything falls into that, but, um, I, I like taking walks and exploring if that counts as something outside of mm-hmm. travel. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> and as a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: <laughs> I wanted to be, <laughs> I wanted to be a school teacher during the day, a ballet teacher at night and an archeologist on my summer breaks, but not for Ugly things like rocks and bones, but pretty things like gemstones.
0: That was the exact quote I would use. (laughs) Oh my God, I love that. That is so awesome.
1: I was going to have apparently three
0: jobs. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. And I love asking this question because of being a photographer. So if you could capture one specific moment that represents your life through photograph, what would it be?
1: Gosh, that's hard to say the, my whole life, but if there was one, I mean, I have a photo of this moment, but I don't I don't know, but I'll just say this thing for you. Um, there was this moment in Bali when we were coming back from the Gili Islands that I talked about earlier. And it was, um, we were on this boat and we were sitting up on the top of the boat with our legs like dangling off the side and the water like is spraying and the sun is shining and there's fish jumping. And, um, I just remember feeling like pure bliss and, um, and i re- I think I said this to my friend, like, why don't we do more of the things that make us this version of happy? Like we, waste our time on tv and social media and whatever and it's like what are the things that bring us this version of just joy and happiness and make us feel alive like that just that feeling of being alive sun on your face wind in your hair like just that Mm -hmm. And I just always think about that. And I made a list. I tried, like when I came home, I tried to make a list of like, what are those things? And like trying to remind myself to do more of those things. And of course we all fail at keeping up with those kind of things, but just so that, like I always have that memory Mm -hmm. of that moment. It's just like, that was pure bliss and joy. And I try to remember to do more of that. So anytime I have a chance to take a boat ride, I'm like, I should say yes to that because yeah. rides make me happy.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. I love that. I think that's awesome. And I think that's a perfect picture to have, especially all around your story and everything as well. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you for coming on today and sharing your story with everyone. I'm so excited to share it with the world. It's going to be so awesome. Thank
1: you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. It was really great.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I hope you found some inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to get you out of your comfort zone and live your life to the fullest. Make sure to follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast at Inspired by Her Story on Instagram. Follow my brand photography on Instagram at Caitlin Casso Creations and come along with me during my travels at Caitlin Casso. Go ahead and share the podcast with a friend and take these stories with you to make the changes in your life that you've been looking for. Stay tuned for the next Inspired by Her Story episode.